Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, guys. It's Jordan from the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. On my show, we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, motherhood, channeling, healing, and so much more. A few years ago, I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease, and the healing journey I embarked on at that time set me on the path to radical awakening. Let's just say I had no choice but to change my energy, and that opened me up to the most beautiful healing of my life. On my show, you can expect to feel like you're sitting in my living room chatting with old friends. Tune in every Wednesday to connect and hang on the Balance Bond Soul on Fire. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. We have so much to unpack today. I cannot believe that it is the last week of June which means half the year is over. I don't know where the time has gone. In this past year, so much has happened in my life. And it's been quite a month as well. You know, I started the month in New York. You know, I hosted a Poshmark event. I'm so grateful to Poshmark. They've been a great partner for South Asians in the U.S. I hosted a lovely dinner at Gupshup in New York City. And then I flew to Punta Cana for my friends Sean and Pooja's weddings. They were on season one of Family Karma. They actually met on Coffee Meets Bagel. And you saw all that on TV. Like they showed their entire, you know, meeting and meeting the family and all of that new stuff on television. And it was wild. So had a lovely time with my parents and Punta Cana and I got to catch up with so many old friends and it was just relaxing and beautiful. It was hot as hell. You know how I feel about 
outdoor weddings, but, you know, they're such a great couple that, you know, it was worth melting in the scorching heat. And I had never been to Punta Cana before the Dominican Republic. What a beautiful country. We had the most amazing fruit. If you know me, you know I like to eat all the expensive foods at the buffets. And fruit is expensive, guys. Expensive, luxurious, tropical fruit that is about nine, eight dollars here in the U.S. You know, I gorged on passion fruit, papaya, pineapple, so good for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Then I flew to Miami from Punta Cana and filmed confessionals for season three of Family Karma. That's always fun because you get to talk about what's already happened and you're not really filming the show. You're just talking about your thoughts with, in my case, my mom, which I love, and some friends of the show. I would say that's my favorite part in this entire process of filming a reality show is the confessionals. You get all dolled up, there's hair and makeup, and you get to spew garbage, which is what I'm really good at. And then I came back to Scottsdale and we moved. So I moved here in December. I picked out this gorgeous apartment. No one had lived in it before and it's pristine, loved it. And then all of a sudden, midway, like in March, the building announces that it's now going to be short-term stay as well, which is basically code for Airbnb. And if you know Scottsdale, it's like the new bachelor, bachelorette capital of the country, basically. And you know what that means. You know, when they're saying Airbnb, it's going to be a lot of partying and it's going to be rowdy. And we already saw this gorgeous building kind of deteriorate slowly after this announcement. And then I thought, you know what? We're too old. We're elder millennials. We don't need to be around loud music and people partying and especially people, you know, coming in and out of the building temporarily. And unfortunately, that's kind of the new reality in the economy that we're in. I'd say, you know, Airbnbs, short-term stays, that's kind of the future if you're living in a rental building. And this is a really bougie building. You know, it's, quotation marks, a luxury building. But, you know, I guess if they're going to make money, they're going to make a lot of money with these short-term stays. And as a business owner myself, I understand the decision they made. Having said that, I decided, you know, it's time for us to find another place, even though we just moved in and I truly loved that building and that apartment. Everything was brand new, but we moved in now to an older building, but our space is much bigger. And when I say older, I just mean it's like a couple years old. We're not the first ones to live in the unit, but the amenities, everything is incredible. It's got an indoor pool, three outdoor pools. Our balcony is massive. We've got floor-to-ceiling windows. I mean, it's it's literally a dream. It's just we're not the first ones in here, and I'm a germaphobe, and the place needs to be bleached from top to bottom. But we moved, and then I went on a vacation for my fiancé's birthday. We went to Iceland, London, and Amsterdam. I just got back two days ago. I got my period, of course. I have two huge six 
pimples on my face, like cystic acne. Don't know where this came from. It's all BS, like eating healthy, gets you clear skin, drinking water. You know, I've done all those things most of my life. I grew up healthy, lived in a healthy home, you know, have taken care of my skin, don't really, you know, drink much, never really did drugs, and never smoked cigarettes. But here we are, you know, I'm turning 38 in September, and I'm still getting acne. And I have friends that, you know, snort coke all day and smoke weed, and there's nothing wrong. I'm not judging you do you boo, but they have gorgeous skin, you know, they're living on Starbucks coffee and Snickers, and they're thriving, their skin looks fantastic. And I have received compliments on my skin. I think that's because I pay for that. You know, I go to a great dermatologist, Dr. Chris O'Connell in Miami at Skin Associates of Florida. He's a protege of uh, Dr. Brandt. I used to go to Dr. Brandt before he passed away. And so I take a lot of care for my skin, you know, except I'm still getting acne. You know, it is what it is. I also have the worst cold. I can't breathe. My nose, my eyes, my ears, everything is on fire, which is quite appropriate because I'm in Arizona. So everything is on fire, literally. But I'm sustaining on tea. I have no appetite. So I'm thrilled because I gorged on all the things I would never eat in America, in Europe. We all know food in Europe for some reason, you know, doesn't make you bloated. I can have dairy. I can have bread. You know, if you see me eating a slice of bread in America, it's not me. I generally stay away from gluten, dairy, all those things when I'm here. And when I'm on vacation in Europe, that's really when I enjoy all those things. You know, I'm I'm near the cheese section at the grocery store in America and I'm shitting my pants. I don't know what it is. They say it's the Roundup. It's the pesticides. Who knows? But I don't have an appetite. Didn't gain weight, really. And I'm not condoning eating disorders before people attack me because we're all about attacking people and canceling people these days. But the amount of food I ate on my vacation, you know, in Iceland, in Amsterdam, London, you know, it was atrocious. Like I could feed a small village with the amount of food I ate. It was disgusting. I'm disgusted with myself. So I should probably fast for, you know, two to three days. And by fasting, I mean, you know, green juices and, you know, green teas. And that's probably also why my skin, you know, is reacting because I was eating all these things that I never usually eat. But it was nice to get away. It was nice to spend time together because as you know, We both have very hectic schedules and busy lives. And, you know, like I've said before, busy is overrated. You know, I want to do nothing. My dream is to do nothing, to not have to be busy. But for now, you know, we're just trying to put in the hustle muscle and, you know, make things work so we can retire in like five years. So I've spent the past two days just resting and healing because I think all the traveling, you know, all the different countries, all the different flights, you know, my body just needs, you know, 48 hours to just stop because I'm always on the go. And so I've literally 
been in my bedroom for two days and I haven't moved. And those are the best days. I love nothing more than sitting in my bed, watching, you know, National Geographic or a David Attenborough video on animals and just snoozing and, you know, going on Instagram or TikTok and reading. And it sucks being sick, but it's it's been a welcome rest. But today we are going to talk about engagement rings. You know, when to talk about a ring, choosing a ring, shopping for a ring, all those things. And, you know, in the last episode, I was complaining about the haters, you know, talking about my ring and how do I have such a big ring? Well, I have a big ring because I asked for the ring I have and I'm with someone successful who no one really knows yet other than the people close to me in my personal life. And I'll be honest with all of you listeners, you know, the reason I've kept it so hush hush right now is not because I really want to you know, hide my relationship, but because I'm on a TV show and season three is coming and I'd rather just keep it under wraps. And it's a special time for me now to enjoy this, you know, before the chaos and the madness, you know, private till permanent is a thing. And in due time, I will have a fiance, hopefully husband reveal. So engagement rings. Many people know what they want and have dreamed of their ring, you know, since they were a child or, you know, a teenager. I, on the other hand, had no idea what I wanted. I am an anomaly. I am in outer space sometimes. I mean, I have different priorities in life and I've had different priorities in life for many, many years. So I never really dreamed of an engagement ring or a marriage for that matter. I knew I wanted like a life companion and I wanted to settle down with someone at some point. But, you know, marriage wasn't really a priority. I did know that I wanted an emerald cut ring. Did I end up with an emerald cut ring? No. Once the topic of rings came up, you know, I always envisioned myself with some sort of an emerald cut ring. But once I tried on an emerald cut, it didn't look good on my hand. I have very long fingers and they're bony and I've got really big knuckles. And so I know people, you know, look for long fingers and they're supposed to be elegant and beautiful. But on me, the emerald cut just made my finger look like, you know, I had a talon at the end of it. It just made my fingers look even longer and not in a good way. So I had to go back to the drawing board, you know, and start, you know, I started looking at all kinds of rings. You know, I knew I didn't want a princess cut. I knew I never wanted an oval. And I, the last shape I thought I would ever buy was you know, round. And I have a round engagement ring now and it's stunning. So I will say until you actually try shapes, different shapes on, you don't know. And I never tried anything on before. You know, I only started trying on rings when we started talking about getting married. And as you know, I 
planned our proposal basically and we scheduled it. So I knew it was going to happen and, you know, I looked for rings. I went to different stores, tried on different types of rings and decided I wanted, you know, a round ring and it looked best on my hand. And I never thought that, you know, I didn't even know what size my finger was. You know, I, I've said this before on a previous episode. I have a very small you know, finger. My ring size is a three and a half. So I had to get my ring custom made. And even trying rings on, you know, that was difficult because most rings are a size five and a lot of stores didn't even carry a three and a half. But speaking of when to talk about a ring, you know, that's my advice. You know, you start talking about a ring when your significant other and you have decided that you want to take the next step and you want to get married and then you want to get engaged. And until that conversation has been had, I don't think anyone should be talking about jewelry. And this really depends on, you know, the type of relationship you're in as well. And I think age plays a factor. You know, I'm 37. So at 37, I'm telling you what I want. I'm not beating around the bush. I'm telling you this is the ring I want once I know that we're getting engaged. Now, some people, you know, might want to be surprised and, you know, that's fine. It depends on your partner. You know, does your partner have good taste? And I will say this is an opinion. Hot take. If your man has great taste and knows about diamond rings and jewelry, that's a red flag to me. I would hope that your partner doesn't know too much about jewelry and diamonds and, you know, what looks good. But once you both have had the discussion, you know, to either settle down or have a long-term partnership, you know, you don't have to get married to have a ring. You know, I have a lot of friends that have rings and they're not married, but that's their person. You know, that's who they've decided to spend their life with without marriage papers. And that's beautiful. Until you've had that conversation, no one should be talking about rings. You know, I have guy friends, you know, they've told me, oh, this girl sent me a picture of a ring and we've only been dating for three months and we haven't even talked about marriage. You know, you're going to get dumped. I urge women especially, you know, not to jump the gun. And I've said it before, spiral with your friends, you know, talk about rings all day with your mom, with your friends, whoever. But don't bring up the ring to your significant other until they've told you that, you know, hey, like I would like to be with you and buy you a ring, literally. Now, choosing a ring, you know, how do you choose a ring? And how do you tell your partner what ring you want? I think you should be clear and tell your partner, you know, the kind of ring you're looking for and talk about budget. Budget is huge. Set expectations. And these are all difficult conversations that no one wants to have. And I am the worst at these conversations. You know, I would rather stand outside in Arizona, in Scottsdale, in my down jacket, fully covered in the summer, than have this type of conversation. I hate asking people for things. And, you know, it's like, oh, this is the ring I want. And this is the budget. Guess what? It's 4.5 carats. But it needs to be had. And you and your partner need to be on the same page. You know, I remember my fiance was even talking about lab diamonds. And, you know, I was like, do you want to die today? Do you want me to kill you in your sleep? 
And there's nothing wrong with lab diamonds. They're a great option. Not for me. I waited a long time and I want the real fucking thing. And I was clear about that. So I do suggest instructing and directing your partner. I don't think you should be romantic in this case and be surprised because you're probably going to end up with a monstrosity and you're going to have to wear this hideous ring, hopefully till you die and then beg for an upgrade maybe in like a decade. You know, one of my good friends, she was surprised and she has an aquamarine stone and she wears it, but she would rather wear gloves all year round because she hates her ring. And it's too late now because, you know, you can be that asshole and tell your partner, like, I don't want this ring. It's ugly. And, you know, possibly not get married after that conversation. Or you can quietly accept, you know, the Chuck E. Cheese ring that you got because you weren't clear about what you wanted and survive, survive the next 10 years till you ask for an upgrade, you know, and that's a real story. I had someone, you know, receive like a a plastic ring. Like, you know, he thought it was cute and there was no backup real ring. Like that was the ring. You know, at that point, I just have no ring, you know, tattoo rings are an option. You know, if you don't mind possibly having, you know, laser tattoo removal in the future in case it doesn't work out. That's a little extreme for me, but it is an option for many people. But yes, be clear. And then, of course, shopping for the ring. What I did, and this is what I think you should do, I went out on my own first and did all the legwork. You know, I looked up prices. I, you know, looked at different shapes. I went to different stores, different you know, jewelry stores. And I looked at bands and, you know, clarity, cut, all those things, carrots, and did all the legwork. And then when the time came, I went shopping with my now fiance and showed him, okay, this is what I want. These are my options. And sometimes they might have an opinion too. They might say, you know, oh, they like this one on you. And that's lovely as well. And hopefully you like it. Some men like to have a say and, you know, want to be involved in the process. And that's great. But I do think you should do some of the legwork in advance. And I even spoke to my jeweler and I said, you know, am I crazy? Am I the only girl doing this? And he's like, no, all of you are psycho. Everyone's messaging about their ring behind the scenes. And, you know, a lot of people aren't open about this. A lot of people aren't telling you that they chose their ring. And they did all the legwork, you know, and I'm not afraid to tell you, you know, I did everything. I literally researched, found out the prices, looked at options and was basically like, okay, this is the ring I want. And it's within your budget. And I didn't buy my ring in Arizona. So my ring was FedEx to me back and forth, you know, maybe four to five times, which is insane. But I wanted to share my ring shopping story with you and how I found the ring and how I got the ring. And when I brought up the ring, you know, which was basically when he said, you know, he would would like to marry me. And I'm an old school kind of gal, you know, I, I wanted a really nice ring and I wanted a ring. You know, a lot of people these days don't see the importance of it. And, you know, for me, it was important. And we both love our ring. You know, it's nice. My, my fiance, you know, asks me to wear my ring. I don't wear it every day. And he's like, oh, why aren't you wearing your ring? You know, I think guys like it too. 
it gives them a sense of pride that they found, you know, a ring that you like and, you know, got it for you. It's special. I will do a ring reveal soon. Not right away, but in the near future, definitely in the fall. And till then, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And for everyone listening, I know all of you who are listening, you message me. I get so many kind words from you. If you could please subscribe to the podcast and write a review, that would be so amazing. You know, reviews really help small podcasters like myself, and it would mean the world to me. If you do enjoy the podcast, please write a review and subscribe. Till next time, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chat. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai.